I'm Adam. Uh, just checking, but no, I'm still not Mike. No, you're not. And this is Stuff and Waffle, where two friends briefly talk about another friend who's got dirty Rona at the moment. He messaged me at the beginning of the week and has been well, coughing his insides outwards. You you're, you're, on the outside. No, so you're back again. I'd said oh. we'd have you back. I didn't expect you to have like a week off and then be back. Well, he's probably making up all these illnesses. He just he's had enough of you. Oh well, a bit harsh, isn't it? A bit fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> we can we can believe it. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just it's harsh when you hear it said. That's all. <laughs> suddenly come to that realization. Oh God, it was me all along. <laughs> oh God, yes. So yeah, he's he's out of action. I'm assuming he might be all right next week. I don't know. My fingers crossed. Yeah, he's yeah. He, uh, he does sound like a complete chain smoker. He's he's all is not well in his lungs. Either that, or you could do what the typical smoker does and maybe just power through and have a couple of fags and it might sort him right <laughs> oh, out. Yeah. Oh, I need a fag. Yeah, that's it. When they've had a coughing fit, exactly what you need. <laughs> I don't know. They, they all say it, though, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, I need a fag. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> it's only been five minutes since your last one. Mm. Not naming any names, but. No, no, no. Um, Here's another story about someone who actually had COVID um, and their significant other was sent out to buy tobacco. That will definitely fix it. Yeah. So there we go. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not dropping any. I know about COVID is it makes breathing really easy. Because, yeah. And what they recommend is that you just roll up a nice cigarette and just force it back in. Yeah, remove, remove the oxygen from the situation. That's what you mm, need. Yeah, there we go. So, well, who, who thought we'd start off with such wonderful health advice? Uh, are we not recording a health podcast? It's Yeah, why not? <laughs> it is now. It is, yeah. Well, I thought we were going to leap in with the topic that everyone and their mum's been talking about this week. Uh, but we started with the dangers of smoking. Um, yeah, well, we're nothing... If inconsistent, mm, yeah, let's yeah, yeah, because I can't remember what tangent it was last time you came on, but oh, who knows? There, there was some wandering off, and oh god, yeah, last week's one when Mike was not dying, um, well, that that was just politics. Oh dear, I'm glad I missed that one. Yeah, yeah, it's, well, you say <laughs> no, it it wasn't it wasn't highbrow. It was just it was the day she'd resigned, and I got angry. Ah. Well, we've got a new one now, so he'll be gone in no time. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. It's good. Within minutes of her announcing her departure, someone did that meme of putting Downing Street on Airbnb. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. Nailed it. Yeah, that's enough politics. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm sure the whole world, has, well, the whole of the country, at least, has had enough mm. of politics for the moment. We have. And... Yeah, no, they can all piss off. Um, no, the the big news, not not the danger of smoking or who's in number ten this week. After forty six years, Ford has axed the Fiesta. Yep. I I don't know. I, I... the the thing that worries me about it is you you just know 
it's because it's it's not they're retiring the platform because the Puma is based on the same car. It's the same platform. It's just jacked yeah. up. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Um. So you just know the Fiesta's being killed off to just say, we're just making crossovers now. Well, that's that's it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's what we're going to be lumbered with. We're going to be... It'd be nice if they brought out the Fiesta-sized EV. Yeah. That's Renault's OE kind of thing. I know they've dropped a few hints that the replacement is going to be EV. They have, but they've not necessarily dropped the hints that it's going to be a Fiesta. No. But then the... all you need to do is kind of look at the Renault again and go, hmm, maybe no. Which is no longer a Megane. It's an EV crossover. It is, which is annoying because it is, like you say, it's a crossover, but it's pain in the ass because that Megane could actually be quite good. Yeah. Um, but... so, for example, the, the new Polestar that came out, if it weren't for the plastic cladding and it were a bit lower, it'd be lovely. <laughs> well, that's what we all said about the... Taycan cross Turismo, isn't it? I'll lose yeah. that, lower it a bit. And then they did. And you went, they oh, did there, you, there you go. That, do that. Someone's listening. Wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're completely right about that Polestar. That's got such potential. I know Mike and I spoke about Polestar a little while back. We speculated, wouldn't it be nice to have a proper estate from people who really yeah, should know how to do the estate? an estate. It's... It, we're getting there. It's slightly elongated SUV thing, not really mm. in the state. But no. It's just the fact that it sat too high off the ground for no real reason. And watching the Johnny Smith reveal video where he's saying, oh, it's only slightly taller than an XC70. I mean, they're jacked up. <laughs> they are. And they're jacked up quite a lot, actually, because you compare it to oh, the, the non-XC one and you go, they're actually... Despite my hatred of some of the modern Volvos, they are quite well sort of proportioned and yeah. they sit nicely, whereas the XC is just a bit... Yeah, I, th I think the modern Volvos do look nice. Mm. It's just when you have to operate them and sit in them. Yeah, I I don't hate the XC70 because it's actually like that for a reason. And I mean, you can get the non-XC version of it. Yes. Or whatever I mean, the current generation is I'm still living in the late 2000s. Oh, you are, because it's 90 now, isn't it? 90's well, that, the big one. The 90's the big SUV. That always has been. Yeah, but then they made the V90 now, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a complicated numbering system. You just can't yeah. leave it alone. Oh, um, like third gen V70 after that, they're, just, they're all the same. I don't know hmm. what they are anymore. Yeah, so, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it is because V ninety is the the biggest estate, and that that is actually still an estate. Mm -hmm. And then that's the one X that you have a, a deep love for. Yeah, it's a, it's a like it's a shame because it's actually really quite a good looking thing. Yeah, it's, it's very nice and stylish inside as well. Yeah, I mean, but it's horrible. I mean, the seats <laughs> are like church pews and. The gearbox is crap and the infotainment is slow and yeah it can all bugger off um well Volvo are one of the companies that have actually not the one that you have an experience of but later they started working with google mm. to actually make the interface decent yeah that, that 
they wouldn't have to try hard to make an improvement on that. I don't know. I've, I've driven a Citroen Cactus. You love that. It's like you press a button and wait for several seconds for it might register. Oh, you enjoyed that. But that <laughs> you dealt with that, though, didn't you? Well, well, you did. And driver kindly dealt with it for me. <laughs> so I was bootleg along down the road, and he just pulled out of a side junction at me, rammed me <laughs> off the road. Thanks for that one. Cheers for that. Yeah. Oh, then tried to blame me. I forgot that part. That's that was my favourite bit of when you told that story. Okay, well, if you were driving along a road on your own and minding your own business, how does someone pulling out of a junction blame you? I was watching him and he did not look at me once. He just pulled out and he just, oh, I didn't see you coming. You didn't look that way. That's why. That's, that's and then why. the three cars coming the other way. They got out. I'm like, I'll be a witness for you because we were coming the other way and he pulled out in front of us as well. For <laughs> so Christ he didn't even bother looking either way at a T-junction. Good work. Oh, dear. Oh, that does. That's why it makes you just think of that live hot fuzz, doesn't it? Oh, what do you think I am? Made of eyes. <laughs> Not, yeah. Um, uh, how we ended up at Crashed for a Citroen Cactus? Uh, terrible infotainment. Terrible entertainment. And then, no, the Ford, Ford Fiesta. Yeah, we were talking about the Ford Fiesta. And that then was we it. turned into moaning about everything being a crossover. Yeah. Um, uh, but you, you're right. Why, why, isn't it, why isn't it just the next generation of Fiesta is an electric car? Yeah. I could go with that. I oh, then again, you've got to remember Ford are the people that made their latest electric car as a Mustang. Yeah, nailed that. But it's not a Mustang; it's an SUV. What? <sighs> what? I'm sure you could have just thought of another name. They've got lots of names. I'm sure there's they... different types of horses as well. If you wanted to go down that route, doesn't make a lot of sense. And you think, well, surely there's. A space in the market for a Ford small electric car. You've got other sized vehicles. Why don't you yep. just electrify your Puma? If Which you... is a Fiesta. <laughs> yeah, just go right. There you go. You got. You got. Like you said, it's the same platform. Can't can't you just have a small one that's electrified and a slightly jacked up one that's electrified, so we can I, at least I choose. Hope... What they're doing is they're just retiring the name, and effectively name only. They're going to continue making a small car, but it will be EV only. That's mm. what I hope they're going to do. And they're just going, all right, for a clean cut, it's an EV, it's a new car, we're going to go with a new name. That's that's what I hope they're going to do. But, it, I mean, without having the exact figures to hand, the Fiesta has been a big seller, particularly in this country. Oh, they're everywhere. And you think, it's got to be up in the top portion of Britain's top-selling cars. Surely. Oh, yes, especially in that segment as well. Yeah. And just go, well... And the other thing as well, it's like, don't get rid of a familiar friend because everyone's got some sort of story about a Fiesta. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, I learned to drive in one. Uh, Minan had two. Kaylee's first car was a Fiesta. One of my previous girlfriends was an appalling driver, and before I had a license, I had to park a Fiesta. Um, You've got a lot more Fiesta experience than I have. you not got any? I have never driven one. Never oh, driven a Fiesta. What on earth is happening there? I know. I've avoided <laughs> that. 
Um, I've been a passenger in a Mark One and a Mark Two Fiesta. Very good. Um, and I've sat in a Mark Seven, I think it is Fiesta, like the pre-facelift of the current one. Yep. Yeah, seven sounds right. Um. All oh, right. I I was I was expecting you to reel off a list. Um. Of of many things. Um. No. Nope. There's one parked outside on the road. We might as well count that. Yeah, I, I, if I opened the curtains, I would see it. Well, there you go. It proves that they're everywhere. Yeah, a 22 plate and everything. Yeah. Can't get more current than that, can you? No. So, I just, I don't really see, I, I, I don't really see why it had to be stopped, because I, I think the general public would go, actually, that's quite nice of going, right, well, we're going to keep this familiar friend, but just modernize it that's what they've always done yeah for example the the courser that's still going and they just made the courser e because then yeah. the course is familiar people buy courses let's just make an ev courser then you can have yeah. either one if you want a petrol or diesel powered one you can have that or an electric one you can have that there you go it's it's easy don't don't make it hard for people and you think yeah. even the touchiest people in the world the people who buy porsche They've already been pre-warned that a Cayman and a Boxster are going to continue to exist, but they've said the next ones will be electric. Yeah. Well, that's after upsetting them all by taking two cylinders away. Yeah. Well, you've got to do it in stages with Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> Take you a couple of cylinders away. Give them a turbo. You'll be all right. That's it. And, well, we, as with your 911, first away, take away your air-cooled, then we'll take away your hydraulic steering. <laughs> And then we'll take away your big engines. Yeah. Then you can have a turbo on your base models. Oh my good. Yeah, you, I dread to think when they actually electrify the nine eleven, you have to take cover. The internet's gonna become more oh, hateful than it already is. I assume that's why they're so focused on making synthetic fuels. Uh yeah. <laughs> they're, just, they're just terrified that no one will buy an electric nine eleven. Like we need to make synthetic fuels or people are going to come to Stuttgart and murder us. But the thing is, they'll be, I mean, they always come round, and you know an electric 911 is going to be good because they've oh, yeah. you've got Porsche who can make a car drive well. They're, they've been, they've had their fingers in many pies to do with electric, particularly Rimac. Yep. So I think we're in safe hands. But yeah, that's going to have to wait. You can't do that first. Well, that's... remember that Porsche, the company that made the, the 911 RSR, and which was effectively mid-engined so they could fit the massive diffuser on the back. That was it. And they were saying, don't call it mid-engined. People murder us. <laughs> Everyone has to think they're still rear-engined. That's it. And go, yeah, but where's the engine? Shut <laughs> <laughs> Where does that big diffuser live? Shush! Don't ask questions. <laughs> I've told you. Come on. Yeah, so, yeah, you can't, you can't upset them. Um, no. But I don't know. Well, 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 we'll wait and see when that happens. But yeah, I'm still a bit. I'm not like up in arms about this Fiesta thing. I'm just a bit miffed by it. I just don't no, really. My only hope is they're gonna make a new a Fiesta class car, but it'll be pure EV. And because it's not modifying a petrol car platform, they can do something intelligent with it. Let's hope so, because Ford's offerings thus far have been a bit crap when it comes to electric. Yeah. 
to um, most companies when they make, oh, we're making an EV. Is, is it another crossover? Yeah. Maybe. Is it an SUV? Mm, probably. Is it an affordable small car that you can use to get around? Mm, no. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No, and we're in that weird position of going, well, it seems that cars from Korea, China, and oddly enough, France are the ones who are offering a range of these vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Come on, Ford. Aren't you meant to be enormous and excellent at this sort of thing? But apparently not. No. I've, they do some strange things, Ford, though, don't they? They do. They do, yeah, because, well, we've had this killed off. We've had the Mondeo killed off. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. You know best. Try and make uh, some SUVs. The chap on YouTube, Big Car, he's done some interesting videos on Ford's missteps. He has. The sheer amount of times they tried to revive the Capri. <laughs> oh, that was ridiculous. I watched that one. It was very good. I see he's done a Fiesta one. As a, he a has. Real... I've not seen it yet. I've not seen it, and you think, blimey, that the news was announced, and then not that long afterwards, he'd done quite a long video, actually. He did say he'd been living in that Steve Saxby book. The um, Oh, he did, Fords. didn't he? Yeah, Secret Forbes. Yeah, which I keep, yeah. it's on my list. I keep on meaning to buy that, but it's never got, quite got around to it. No, that's one that, uh, as we're approaching Santa time, I might pop that on a list for someone struggling oh, yeah. to get me a present. So Yeah, I think it was... To get all three of them, it was something like ninety quid. I think that's why I I put it on. Hmm. It's quite. It's, it is niche, though, isn't it? Mm. That's not your mass market book, then. No. If you was expecting to get that at Christmas, that's going to be one you're definitely going to have to ask for specifically. Yeah. Well, I always write a list. I never let. Never leave it to chance. Oh no. No, I can't mess about with this. Um, like racing with rich energy. That's got to go on there. Yes. Oh, that, I'm. I'm looking forward to reading that. Oh, yes. And see how silly Mr. Story really is. Almost as silly as his attempts to do a donut in a jack. <laughs> Little honk. Uh. <laughs> Such a knobhead. <laughs> All right, here we go. In the um, Mike Garmold's video, mm. when they finished the Lavorg and did the whole STI powertrain swap, and yep. they were just messing around with it on a skid pan. And they were actually sliding the thing about. And at one point, he, he did a full-on full WRC-style spinning on the spot. Yeah, he got it on the spot, didn't he? He'd never, um, he said he'd never done it before. He'd never done it before, but when he was initiating one of the spins, he did give it a little <laughs> William Story-style honk. <laughs> it's a nice touch. Oh, yeah. A little <laughs> nod. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, I did note that when we watched it. I still... Yeah, I... I the last episode of where they've been doing the interior, my goodness me, I, that's been out for several days now, and I'm I'm 20 minutes for a 33-minute video. I saw that one as I was Cause... thinking about fitting a CarPlay head unit to the Volvo, until I, I got lost in the sea of all the different options and things that you need to make it all work. And then I gave mm. up and watched Mike Carmel's video where they did exactly that in a Subaru. That looked a lot easier. Did part of Moog snapping all the clips? Yes, <laughs> all right, they had spares, so <laughs> yeah. that was good. You don't need this, do you? <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't need this. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that bit, I've just not seen the last 10 minutes of that. Ah, oh, for goodness, yeah, because it's just it's it's magic. Anytime I press play on one of their videos, 
something is requires my attention or someone talks at me. That's because you're living the wonderful world of half-term at the moment. Oh, it's hardcore at the minute. It's not good. It's not good. You should start a debate about fiestas. <laughs> I'll get everyone to leave the room quite rapidly. Yeah, that'd, that'd do it. Oh, it's, when it's, you start telling them your stories about your experiences with Ford Fiestas. Oh, they're like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I could. I, I, I only summarised. I could go into detail about those. Yeah, maybe not right now. You can save that. No, 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 no. No, no one needs that in their life. In fact, me describing how well I parked without a license—that's no good. Um, uh, and I got it. I think you'll find twenty-five mil from the cab. <laughs> oh, I probably did actually. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. There you go. Right. So we've gone. We had a, a well, a minor moan about that. Um. Here's something to make us more cheerful. Oh, uh, like cheerful is this directly affects us as well so this is good oh. um i, ha- I had uh, in my email yesterday day before i have the official confirmation of our le mans tickets oh happy days i had yes. a feeling it was going to be that yes because we had our reservations but that was reservations purely for the campsite now because the tickets have gone on general release. We've had everything confirmed now because travel destinations have got their allocation of the actual tickets as well. Excellent. So we are all good. Well, I mean, I say good to go. I, 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 there is the balance to pay, obviously, but um, well. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are. We're locked in. We have our camping spot, and all we good. have our tunnel tickets, and yep. Yeah, we're 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 prepped ish. Oh, exciting times! Yeah, I mean, we we do need significantly more prep. I mean, it's but as we discussed, we can't get. Don't fall into the trap like we did before. Just don't go and buy all the beer. It's pointless. No, just gets it turns to hot beer, and no one wants that. Oh yeah, especially when there's a supermarket nearby. There's a, there is a supermarket very nearby, and there's also the wonderful marquee with chilled beer. Oh yes, quite, quite literally on tap. They've got as well. I think I mentioned it to Mike a little while back when I went for the classic. They they'd expanded their collection and they had, and I wish I could remember what it was called. The most amazing cider in the land. You've definitely changed your tune on cider. You never used to be a fan. No, I didn't. I think that's probably because of well, living in Devon, you youthful indulgence into alcohol in the early days often involves cider and it can really put you off white lightning is not cider oh god no <laughs> it's not it's not and i think i think i think that ruined me for a while but yes i have changed my tune on it i, I just could i couldn't even smell the stuff before but i've, I've oh i'm i'm much more chilled about it now Happy day. I do like a, a cider in the sunshine, which hopefully we will experience. Uh, yes. Um, I don't although, want to say any more and curse it, and then we have the rainiest Le Mans in history. I mean, there, there is a phrase, isn't there, that comes up quite a lot, doesn't it? Always rain. Unless you're from Birmingham. Ah, yes. And then you just become comatose during the brief rain shower and refuse to admit it ever happened 
You say shower. It was quite a deluge. It was brief, but... Oh, yeah, it was very brief, but it, it caused a lot of accidents in this brief moment. Yeah, well, it did. I mean, on track and off the track as well. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, he, he, well, uh, I'll put up a photo. Shall I? I'll put that on Twitter. He's not... It, well, I haven't posted that picture of him for a while, so it'd be interesting to put out on the Stuff and Waffle ones instead, because... There's no context there, really, other than no. this episode. If you've not listened to this episode, then that's going to look really yeah, dodgy. We will definitely know when he listens. Yeah, we will. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Um, yeah, so hopefully it doesn't absolutely piss it down. Um, but oh, to be honest, I don't really care. If it does, it does. It's, no. oh, I cannot France, wait to get back there. Wasting beer. Mm. I've got an umbrella. It's fine. That's all I need. Oh, yeah, I've got one too. Mine's a MotoGP one, though, so... Mm. I've, I've got a MotoGP and a British Touring Car one now, so... Oh, you do, didn't you? Did, what, did, what was actually on that? You got That man handed you an umbrella and I never really registered it after that. I, I don't know. <laughs> it lived in a sleeve that it kept on trying to fall out of and I never bothered to look what it was. Oh, OK. Um, at this point, I'm assuming it's actually an umbrella. Uh, well, hopefully. Um, it certainly looked like one anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, off the topic of British touring cars, actually, um, we got the posters from the King Dick Man. Ah, That's King Dick Man tools. The, yeah, tools, not not anything dodgy. It wasn't a pawn king or anything. Um, I seem to have ended up with both of those. Oh yeah, I had a feeling you would. Yeah, I'd. I apparently I'd already packed one, and then when I left your place, you handed me the other one. Yeah, it, it's fine. I'm, it was just a man that I don't know. No, that's it. Because with a Porsche in the background, isn't it? No, that's <laughs> that was the problem of going. You unravelled it and go. It's quite heavy on the chap, not yeah. so on the Porsche. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of young chap and a bit of car. <laughs> it's it's an awkward one to put on the wall, really. I mean, I will. Because it's going to be a conversation starter, isn't it? <laughs> Who's that young man on your wall? Well, let yeah. me tell you a story. Let me tell oh, you. Here we go again. <laughs> He's very fond of King Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Tools. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you you can have yours back as well if you want another con- if you want a conversation starter on your wall. You could just hang it up in your daughter's bedroom and see how long until she notices. Um. Well, unless you put RGB lights around it, she probably won't notice. Oh, well, there you go. It can be your new game. How long until she notices the King Dick Man on the wall? Oh, Jesus, yeah. That's, honestly, if it's not attached to that computer, then it, it it won't register in her brain box. I just, I don't get it. You got sound like a definite teenager. It does. And you go, well, I mean, Grunt, I didn't spend a fortune on it, and it's mediocre kit, but that can run some reasonable games. And it sits there running Roblox. Oof. Okay. I have got a hand-me-down Lenovo Think Center in the corner here doing nothing. That could do that. Why have I got RGBs, though? I could buy a... I don't know. Actually, I've got a light strip in the garage. One of those stick-on ones. I could cocoon the Lenovo in that. How's that? Just wrap it around the outside of it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I've made you a small gaming PC, honest. Oh. Just take a Dremel to the side panel and just throw some like um, Christmas fairy lights in. Be fine. Yeah, that won't get hot. No, 
be right. <laughs> no, it's fine, fine. Yeah, proper old school ones as well. Bulbs, not LEDs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we have gone are the days of hunting for where's the fuse bulb. Um, ones that play a tune as well. Oh. <laughs> Whoever thought that was a good idea? Oh, as much you say that was stupid Christmas poxy decorations. We've got one in the loft that I always try and hide and leave up in the loft and not bring down with the rest of the crap. Uh, it's a singing penguin that constantly sings. It's as cold as ice. Oh, that sounds like a joy. Mm, that sounds like it should really meet with my golf clubs. Yeah, I'm going to... Round about late November, might send your wife a little message saying, have you got your Christmas penguin out yet? Sounds like the dodgiest euphemism <laughs> known to man. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got your Christmas penguins out? <laughs> oh, what are you trying to say? Fortunately, she hates it as much as I do. Aww. It's the children that press play because they know it winds me up. Um. But none of those could be asked to go in the loft. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's that. It, they seem to be really on it this week. Good heavens. <laughs> oh, dear. We won't make you think of Christmas holidays then. Uh, yeah. Well, that's going to be a slightly weird one this year. Christmas holidays. Those, those middle days that was a kind of a grey area in between Christmas and New Year. I might actually have to work this year. Oh. Sounds like it might actually pay off for you. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's this because I'll be in a new job by then, and yeah, you know, there there will actually be things to do. Blimey! So that'll be a shock to the system. It, it it will because normally I sit on my ass and do absolutely nothing. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful time. It is, <laughs> it really is, <laughs> but. Uh, the fact that I'm not doing the work that I'm currently doing will working over Christmas really doesn't matter. Um, I'm sure you'll find a period where you can sit on your ass doing nothing. Oh, there will be days of sitting on my ass doing nothing and drinking the beer because there will be festive beer. There's going to be ruby beers and fragrant beer, all of the good stuff, none of the IPAs. I'm sure you'll find some port as well. Always got port, always got port, always got cheese. Oh, actually, woman found me uh, an advent calendar. It's a cheese advent calendar. Oh, dear. See, I got sent an advent calendar about a, a 930 Turbo 911. That's quite specific. Yeah. And so, oh, have you seen they've done these? Like, oh, I didn't know they did a Turbo one. It's where mm. you get little bits of a 911 each day and you assemble yourself a little model. Okay. That's so, actually quite good. A proper Porsche one as well, so I think it might actually be a decent quality. Proper Porsche, I can only... Not cheap, though. I was going to say, that's going to be a lot of money. You could buy an actual car for that, couldn't you? No, I, I remember I saw the old, um, the G model 911 one, mm. uh, and that was, I'm sure, about 120 quid. Oh. So this one's 55. Oh, that's slightly so easier to digest. Did they realise that no one bought that other one? It's Porsche. I'm sure people bought them. Oh, that's true. They, oh, you remember our visit it. to the dealership and just a man getting fleeced over tyres? Oh, yeah, but they tried to cushion <laughs> the blow. They gave him a bacon roll, didn't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eat this bacon roll and we'll let you 
eat most of it before we waive any kind of an invoice. Yeah. yeah, I promise it's not going to cost you 400 quid. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put a tyre on, I'm a can. Ugh. It made my fleecing seem easier. £130 uh, for a resistor. I don't know. <laughs> At least the tyre he was getting was big. You could see where your money's going. Yeah. You didn't have to sold it. He didn't. They didn't give us bacon either, did they? No. You got a cold drink. Stop your whining. Yeah, that was nice. But I mean, they gave me a fizzy drink and then we got back in the car. So that had its own problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. And I slumped. Your problem more than anything. Well, you made my problem. Yeah, yeah. It's got to share the woes. Then I managed to wedge my wallet down the side of your seat and spend half an hour trying to get it out. So that was good. It's, I don't think I ever told you this when last time I went to France with Anthony in the Volvo oh, we were God. in the Channel Tunnel, sat on the train all was well, this was when Covid was still going on enough that they wouldn't let you get out of your car oh no, what did he do in it? he lost his phone in the car oh. <laughs> he was just sat there and he's like, um, where's my phone? Well, I don't know, you were fiddling with it earlier and he'd gotten out and got something out of the boot. God, I dropped it outside the train. And he went to have a look, a little walk up and down where he'd been. And then a French lady came and shouted at him. Oh, dear. He had to get back in the car. And all that time, he's panicking that he's lost his phone, trying to dig down between the seat, look under the seat, check in the back, check the glove box. And where was it? I, I've never known anyone in my life to do this. But he put it inside the mirror on the sun visor. What? <laughs> I don't know. How long did that take to find? About thirty minutes. <laughs> oh well, that used up the entire journey then. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it kind of made it pass a bit quicker. But he got called a lot of words when he found it. Yeah. <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> well, along those lines, but more expletives. I thought you were going to say he lost control of his bowels in the way that he has been known to. Oh, no. And you weren't allowed to get out of the car. No, the toilets were all... Like, nope, no toilets on that journey. Oh, Not yeah, but if you, if you used one... I've only used the one at the very end of the train, and that's oh. just a, a strange moment where you open the door and then you're in just empty carriage with some just people standing at the end of it staring at you. Like, Hi, <laughs> am I meant to be here? It's... I've, I used one. Well, no, I didn't. That was it. I, I got out of the car and I said, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go to the loo now to save us stopping once we get off the train. And I opened the door and went, no, nope, I'll hold it. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not going in there. That means a lot when you're holding it. it must be bad. Oh, it was awful. Oh, some grotty explosion in there. I don't know. I mean... Oof. I can only assume the cleaners were French. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... That's like right the outside off. of the train train. That's not good. So, yeah, that's my solid advice. It's a very short journey. Just just go and have a piss at Calais instead. Yeah, it's not too hard to avoid. You've got plenty of time sitting around at either end. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's if the top tip for today. Don't just... Don't bother going in the channel tunnel toilets on the trains. Yep. Always go for a safety wee. Oh, there you go. Well, that's that's a life lesson. That doesn't really even just relate to channel tunnel trains. That's, oh, no. that's it. Have a wee. Go for a safety wee. 
Oh, good. Right. Well, we're dishing out advice left, right, and centre. Um, yeah. If you've got we, COVID, smoke a pack of fags. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then but, go for a safety but, week. Oh, do you think that's before or after having a fag? Both. <laughs> if you're smoking a whole packet, maybe you want in to between each one. Some piss. <laughs> right. Good. Stay you, you heard it here first. Um, right. So we tackled Le Bon. We'll, we'll keep you updated with progress yes, on that. Yes, Le Bon. Um, Toilet strategy on a channel tunnel crossing. Uh, always, it, when you get to your destination at Le Mans, always, always have safety wheeze. Oh, yeah. Because cause the on-circuit ones are not safe. Uh, not good. Um, okay. In certain visits, some, some of the campsite ones are not safe either. And not the men's. This is true. Yeah. A, young, a young American lady destroyed the ladies' toilets. Or... Well, how many hours was it? It was quite a few. She she really made it her own. She spent more time in there than she did in her tent that day. I think. Yeah, I think we need to clarify. It was it was vomit. It wasn't the other end that caused. Oh, yes, <laughs> the that... incident. No, the incident occurs for very very tiny American lady given a lot of booze before breakfast. Uh, I believe it was Jameson's through a paper funnel. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, was. It that'll was, do it. It, it was. It was a dentist chair type affair, wasn't it? Hmm. Because that escalated really quickly because we saw her before the event yeah, and after the event. And we came back and went, half an hour has passed and you are wankered. What has happened here? Because <laughs> partly uh, her husband came up to us in the morning and was like, have you seen my wife? No. And he wandered off. We were sat there enjoying our bacon and a yeah. morning Cut. beer. Uh, and then a while later he came back and said, oh, I found them. Um, yeah, she's drinking with the guys that are camped to the other side of you. It's like, oh, oh, oh they're animals. They <laughs> What's were. Going on? Those, those guys were. I mean, if they're still alive, I'm impressed. Because yeah. that, was, that was eight years ago we encountered them. And they, the only thing they brought with them was booze, mm-hmm. some of which was homemade recipes. And uh, one per day per person of a rehydration carton that was it that was the entirety of their packing for that their, in their lexus i believe wasn't it yeah that they so, then drained the battery on uh yes who knew that constantly plugging your phone into a car that's not running would drain the battery yeah funny that yeah magic uh yeah so she encountered them and, yep, they... and that's where the jamesons and the funnel occurred and then a long stay in a cubicle. <laughs> yeah, then she didn't look well, so she got escorted towards the toilets, and then then they'd gone. They're just, yeah, on a on a campsite predominantly populated with chaps. You do not expect the ladies' toilet to be written off, especially. No, I, think, I think it was the poor lady that had to keep on going and then checking her that was most traumatized. Yeah, like, yeah. We can't go in there and see if she's all right. Would you mind? <laughs> and sometimes she had to take a mop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that was, that was... She was just thinking, this is not how I expected this day to go. No, no, it's normally the blokes who have the unpleasant job, and going, oh dear, there's been an incident in one of the carsies, but nope, that was it. She destroyed it. And that meant that she, that was the morning of the race, and she was still comatose well into the night. Oh, yeah. She, she really missed the main event there. What they needed was the... The cleaner from the Silverstone toilets. Oh. He would have been chipper. 
Well, actually, was... it, it wouldn't be as popular in the toilet, so we couldn't make the same joke constantly for everyone that came in. Or, or the when he went off on a tangent after visiting one of the cubicles and shouted to his chum, "Ear, Dave, we got a whopper in here." <laughs> yeah, that was nice. After that was good. Telling literally everybody that walked in the toilet, "I hope you've got your dancing shoes on," because he just mopped the floor. Mm. Genuine comedian, that one. Uh, yeah. Somehow he managed to put a slight variation on it. Every person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have never seen anyone more happy in their work when cleaning a toilet. No. And I will give him that. He if was... you're going to make cleaning toilets your life, then, yeah. Yeah, he he, he threw himself in with both feet, probably not into the pan. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, maybe that's how we got rid of, the, of said whopper. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Two feet, job's done. Job done. <laughs> Oi, Dave, hold me up. I'm going in. I'm going to stomp this bad boy down. Oh, dear. No, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, this took um, a turn. Oh, I'm sure good. we were talking about being elated for having Le Mans tickets at one point. We are. And let's hope we don't have to do anything like that when we're there. No, I'm sure there'll be plenty of other stories about the toilet mishaps. Yep. Um, hopefully I won't fall over repeatedly. In a toilet. I didn't do it in a toilet, did I? No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> no, I'm just I'm putting that in there because I don't I, want to make sure I, you don't fall over in a toilet. I do not want to be on my hands and knees in any toilet. Especially in... as there are some long drops. Oh, there are. You don't want to fall in those. Horrible long drops. I don't, no, I don't. I don't want to be part of any it's of that. It's safe to stay well away from those. Especially yep, after yep. a few beers. Oof, if you're a bit yeah. unstable, don't go anywhere near it. No, just, just have a piss in the edge. You'll be fine. Um... Yeah, we're going to Le Mans. It's going to be fun, and we won't destroy the toilet too much. Um, before we before we wrap it all up, I suppose as we've touched on, well, I mean it's not exactly motorsport. We just described toilet usage and beer consumption. Um, uh, but we are coming to the climax of MotoGP. We are indeed. Um. This is a topic that I wouldn't normally delve into with Mike, so he's going to, when he listens to this, he's about to turn off. Um, <laughs> to be fair, he might have turned off before the toilet talk. No, 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 it's solid advice. He'll he'll carry on for that. He'll, he always likes a bit of toilet advice. Um, we've got, well, the championship decider is in the last race. It is indeed. And while it is heavily in Banaya's favour at 23 points. After all the nonsense of this year, you couldn't say that's a foregone conclusion. Absolutely not. Especially um, when, well, Fabio only didn't score particularly well last time because he broke his finger. Yeah, and he's still he a bit... does need to get surgery done on. No, he's going he's gonna to have to wait until after the race to get his surgery done, isn't he? Uh, okay, I read somewhere that they were going to do surgery mm. before the next race. No, apparently he's going to soldier on now. Okay. So well, it's probably wise. It's like, all right, it does hurt a bit, but I don't want him to cock it up. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, just soldier just on. Be right. Be right. The After annoying four. thing is it's the middle finger, he said. So that's, if it was like a pinky, you could probably 
get away with it. But being right in the middle is a pain in the ass. Yeah, although he did say that on the bonuses that you don't actually have to use the clutch on things like downshift on that bike. So No, that's it. You only use it for the start, don't you? Yeah. So that's... Just, ah, it's sequential from now on. That's it. Just so got to be right. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, be all right. Um, yeah, because they go like the last one you said, he broke his finger, and the fact that he even got a third place on his bike on a track with many straights. Yep. Um, he was very, very brave in the early stages of that race. Yeah, his start was good. Mind you, Bank Knights was a banging start as well. Oh, yeah. Um, no pun intended there. Um, the the advantage of Valencia, I'd say, because it's tight and twisty, and even the start finish straight, while it is straight, it's not overly long, really. Nope. Um, and it's not come that last corner as well is not coming out of a dead stop. So no. I think he stands half a chance. I mean, because everyone's in the past has sort of likened him to Lorenzo on the Yamaha. Um, uh, sort of that consistency in that. And Lorenzo was always a demon around Valencia. Yeah, it's right. just... I mean, Fabio's got absolutely no choice in the matter. For the, he has to win it and hope something occurs to... Yeah, he's going to have to qualify well, though. Uh, yeah. Which, which is what he's not been doing recently. Which is weird, because he was really good at it. I mean, I, some, it's, I don't think it's his fault. I think it's the bike being a bit toss. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, well, it says a lot how far the other Yamaha riders are. Well, yeah, miles back. I mean, well, yeah. with the exception of Cal, who's doing all right, but he's only been on it for a few weeks. Yeah, really. he'll, he'll put in a banging lap on one of the sessions and yeah. just surprise everyone. And then mm. he's he's pr- quite often on pace with Quattuarek, but then it comes to the race and, yeah, not quite there. Can't quite put it together. Well, let's say he's, got, it's, well, he's a bit rusty. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah, right. It was two years he was out, wasn't it? Yeah, mind you, he was. They they did use him a bit last year, didn't they? He he came out for, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he, someone got hurt, didn't they? I can't remember. Oh, I can't who remember it was. Who. Uh, but yeah, so it's. I mean, are we taking bets on it? Ooh, I'm gonna have. A I, I just worry that Quattro isn't going to qualify well, and then he's going to get caught up in some horrific mess further on down the field. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a punt and say Fabio will do it. You you are, you are a bit of a Fabio fan though. I, I am. I just I've got that feeling of going Well, he's got absolutely nothing to lose. And I worry that Fanny is just gonna overthink it. Yeah. He played it quite cool the last race. But Bastianini might be his downfall again. <laughs> yeah, they've They've not put a lead on him, have they? No. <laughs> He's your teammate next year. Oh, bugger. He does not give a shit. No. He really made him work for that last race. Mm. As you could tell when they were in the, the paddock at the end of the race. <laughs> he was just making the stabbing motion behind his back. Well, I think, I think Bastianini was, was able to do it because I was at Turn nine on the last lap, I reckon if it was anyone else, he would have stuffed it up the inside rather than going to the outside. Yeah. I think that would have been done and dusted there. 
Uh, and I don't think he's going to be that nice next year. No. I'm, I'm sure he'll be told to rein it in in this next race as the championship is right down to the wire. It's right down to the wire, and now Bastianini's mathematically out of it. Yeah. Um, I think... I can't imagine team orders will come into place, but it's like, if you want us to actually like you for the next mm. year of your career, or is it a two-year contract he's got? Mm, good question. I don't know. Yeah, well, the next year or two of his career, to be nice to Sebagnaia. <laughs> Well, another thing that's going on behind the scenes there is money. Yeah. Um, because Bastianini has the potential to finish third in the championship. Um, I don't think he's quite there at the minute uh, because of Aleish. Mm-hmm. Um, he's dropped off a cliff these last few races. He has. But the basic gist is if you're in Ducati, regardless of which colours you're in, uh, the rumour is that if you finish third in the championship, they'll give you half a million euros. Uh, Not a bad place to me. Not a bad place, but they will give you absolutely nothing for fourth place. (laughs) So, Carlo... Maybe they'll change that. (laughs) Well, that's what they say, because Carlo Pernat, who's Bastianini's manager has supposedly said to Ducati management, going, we'll toe the line if you pay the half a million regardless of third or fourth. Yeah. That, that's how to guarantee no mishaps. And that's it. So, that, so I think I think with the money they've got, because obviously they're still, like, there's still some Audi money there and there's still some ownership going on. Yeah, yeah. So they're not, they are by no means skint. I think they could uh, pay their way into a bit of calmness there. Yeah, and they've been trying so hard to get a championship. Well, they are the Constructors' Championship this year, aren't they? Constructors and teams. Yeah, well, they've got so many of those teams. Eh? Well, no, the, the team it's the factory team because it's they do... The Constructors are done on... Is it the top... So top two finishers. So the fact that there's eight of them, that doesn't count. Mm. They don't count everyone because that's unfair. That I think they only count the top two. And the teams one is each pairing. But considering that that's the only real successful pairing, it was a foregone conclusion because it's the only team where like both teammates have won, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. They've had a, a good pairing with both Bagnaia and Miller, uh, Miller sorry. Mm. but then they decided, oh, this is going well. Should we just get rid of Miller? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. I mean, that's... He's, well, he's really good and it was a daft decision, but then you got, well, alright, you got Bagnaia who's young and ruthless, we'll certainly give him yep. that. Which, maybe they do need that, actually, because there's... Everyone's all a bit too pally in Ducati, aren't they? Well, that's not what Miller was saying. <laughs> well, no, actually not for him, no. They, yeah. He's been firmly on, turfed out, really, isn't he? On track, fantastic teammate for Pecco. But he was just saying, in the paddock and in the garage, he just he was treated like an outsider. Mm. Yeah, that's it. I mean, 
Yeah, well, he's not the, he's not the golden boy, and he's not Italian, is he? Yeah, <laughs> not Italian. Fuck off. Yeah. So I don't know. But they may have shot themselves in the foot because, all right, they've pumped all this time and effort into Pecco, and now we've gone. Oh, we've got another young pretender, and this one doesn't seem to be the task. Yes, but they're going to help each other out anywhere near as much as Miller was always helping Pecco out. No, he the Abastinian. He's not going to toe the line. He's going to turn up there and go, "I'm here to win." Yeah, I don't know what the rest of you are doing, but you can I'm, play soft. I'm a little bit off pace, but if I hold this guy up enough, it will really help you out. Mm. None of that. Not at all, no. Every man for himself next year. So that's, we'll, we'll, we'll enjoy that. There's going to be fireworks. Oh, yeah. So, but, well, but they signed him. It's up to them, isn't it? <laughs> yep. But they did do it right because it was going to be Jorge Martin for a while, wasn't it? And, well, he just can't stay aboard the, the motorcycle. Yeah, sometimes he does he does a fantastic job. And then other times he's nowhere to be seen. And then other times he just falls off. But you follow the trend back when he was in Moto three, he had a year like that of like mm. blistering qualifying pace, looked good in the race, fell off. The next year absolutely wiped the floor with everyone and won the championship. Yeah. So maybe just needs a finding your feet moment and then he'll go well fingers crossed uh, yeah then they'll have three of them arguing it'd be nice if some of the British riders would do that Uh, yeah it'd be be nice if there were some I know we got Cal at the minute but that's short well I was thinking more in Moto 2 Jake will be alright I think yeah Sam Lowe's he he loves the falling off he loves the gravel (laughs) (laughs) oh this bike be nice if I just dropped it, wouldn't it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's all in one piece at the minute. If I could only separate it for the lads, it saves them packing up, doesn't it? It's like, oh. God, I've got quite a lead going on here. It'd be a shame if I were to uh, drop it. Mm. Yeah, I, I know we sit here as armchair warriors, but you go, come on, Sam. Yeah, it, I don't think it was this year. I think it was a year before. The start of the season, he was just untouchable. He was so fast. Mm, and then he, he just couldn't stay on the damn thing. Yeah, because he'd been off to sports psychologists and that because of that very reason. Yeah. Sorted it all out and then, I don't know, maybe he didn't pay the psychologist bill and... <laughs> he started it. giving him bad advice. Yeah, yeah, just hypnotising him. Just going, You're a bit yeah. shit, you are. Now he's really just shit. <laughs> he's just suffering from injuries now because he, he broke his ankle at Silverstone, didn't he? That sounds right. Uh, and now he's he dislocated his sh- shoulder. Shoulder, that's the big one, isn't it? So he's, he was saying he was feeling really strong leading into the last race. And then Saturday morning, he went to pick up his, his daughter's drink and he couldn't lift it. He's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I think I've got a problem here, lads. It's not very rock and roll, that as injuries go, is it? That's almost... No, well, Mark Marquez broke his arm again by shutting a patio door, though. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, a, a patio door that may well have been attached to a motocross bike. But I mean, just saying, <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 embarrassing, mind you. Wasn't it? Remember when Cal had to have his hand bandaged up because he cut it open when he was cutting some cheese? Yeah, that was a good one. And then sprained his ankle when he tripped it out of the little hut when they were doing the COVID tests. 
he had to go back to the medical center to have his foot strapped up because he couldn't operate a step. <laughs> Motorbikes, brilliant, fine with them. Yeah, over a small step. Oh, come on now. No, it's not good, mind you. I there's been stupid ones. I remember in 2005, uh, Alex Hoffman was riding for Kawasaki, and they were doing just before the Portuguese Grand Prix, they were doing a little promo in the town and just rolling through the town bikes. The bikes were idle. And he applied a hint of throttle, flung himself off of it and broke his wrist. <laughs> you go in front of a crowd at less than 20 miles an hour. Well done. That's impressive. That is. I thought that's... they were quite bold on the lead up to the Australian GP where they had all of those AC Cobras lined up. And each oh, rider had his own AC Cobra that they were sat kind of yeah, on, on it, yeah. I'm like, AC Cobras, they're not like a handful, are they? No, not <laughs> at all. But... You're going to put your rider in that, just like perched on top of it while you go around the circuit. Are you sure? It's not good. It'd be like that. Uh, oh, I do remember seeing that video of that BMW leaving Gaydon. Uh, oh, yeah. For... <laughs> <laughs> the roof down and the two chaps two knobheads on the back while they moved it over a speed bump. <laughs> well, your chaps are popped out. <laughs> yes, not not a good look. Yeah, no, it had all the hallmarks of doing that. Mind you, it's it's always something like that. Do you remember the when there was one of those Ferrari days at uh, Valencia, and they had oh god, it, I think it was when Raikkonen and Massa were driving for them. And they were in the back. Sure, they were sat on the back of a California. And they were waving at the fans. And the driver, I really don't know why, thought, oh, I'm going to take them closer to the fans to let them have a wave. But he drove into the gravel trap. (laughs) I can um, imagine how well that went. Well, it, well, yeah, he drove in, and but while he was carrying some speed, he went further in and then slowed down to let them wave, and then, funnily enough, it didn't move again. Well, it's better than the opposite, where they get stuck in the gravel trap and it all of a sudden stops very quickly, and whoever's perched on the back eats the windscreen. Uh, yeah, again, not, not ideal with your star drivers. No. But no, no, that was just embarrassing of beaching a car and... Well, both drivers getting out and going, well, I ain't pushing it. On the subject of strange car choices, Hmm. it was a few years ago at Le Mans. You know they always deliver the trophy at the start of the race. Yeah. In a car manufactured by whoever won the race before. Yeah. And Toyota had won the year before. I can't remember what year this was. But the trophy got delivered in a red uh, Toyota Celica from the early 90s, and it was a convertible as well. That's a very strange choice. Where on earth did they find that? It was... I can't even remember seeing a convertible one of those. It was the the Celica that had the pop-up headlights. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Um, I can't remember what the number is. The ST185 was the one with the quad headlights, wasn't it? uh, Yeah, all the way up to... Uh, and because the, they did various ones of those, and the two hundred five was the last of those quad headlights ones, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah no, the, the one that pre- previous that to that, yeah. Um, but yeah, convertible in red with the the Le Mans trophy sticking out the top of it. 
I just not something I expected to see. I mean, I suppose it's better than deliver it in a in a Corolla, but yeah, yeah. I, I suppose it's uh, yeah they needed one with the roof off because well it's a big old trophy, isn't it? Oh, gotcha. But it's just of all of the Toyota convertibles they could chosen, they just went yeah, this is the one. Hmm. I mean, you say of all of them. I mean, would have been quite nice to get a like a Mark Two, Mister Two, with the T bar. Just have one side off or something. That'd be quite nice. I'm sure, the trophy would have got in there. Yeah, it'd be alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose they don't, don't have a very. Spider. Yeah, they don't really have a huge amount to choose from if they want something with a roof off, do they? No, uh, I'm sure there's a whole load of Toyota convertibles out there, and we just can't think of them. Do you reckon? I reckon there's a whole load that we just don't know exist. Well, there's the one very specific to Bond, the 2000 GT yep. convertible that was made just for them. That would have also been a nice one. very specific. They did make, I think only one, because they were toying with the idea of making it, a GT86 convertible. Oh, okay. I, th- I think I remember that, actually. Yeah, they, they were saying, we're, we've made this concept and we might make it, and then they just went, no. What? No. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Mm. And, well, they certainly can't make a convertible Supra because that's a BMW Z4. No, there's no way a, a Z4 could be a convertible. <laughs> no, just, can't have, that just can't, couldn't happen. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah, they haven't got much else, have they? Did they? Mind you, in the 2000s, did they do any one of those stupid folding roof things that everyone was doing? Um, not one I can think of. I mean, you could stretch it to Lexus and the SC430. Oh, what a wonderful thing. Yeah, the car that no one loves. No one loves. Oh, even, you know, Clarkson, back when he was still doing his Christmas DVDs. Yeah. um, When he did one that was Top Gear branded with James... They voted it as their least favourite car ever, I do recall. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is absolute shite. Yeah, it was one of those ones where it was just made as a, a boat to just drive around in luxury. I was like, you can take the roof off. Okay. It's, it's not really luxury, is it? No, it didn't look nice either. No, that was definitely aimed at Americans, I think. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it the last car as well, last production car to be sold with a tape deck? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of it. I'm I'm intrigued now. I'm going to look up Toyota convertibles. All right, you're going to find this one that we've not listed. Uh, there's an MR2 Spider. Oh, you said that. You're that's right. got to be a Photoshop. There's, no one's made a GI Yaris convertible. No, that's, that's not the thing. That, you're not fitting a trophy in that. Of the GR86. Uh, no, you're not having that either. In any form, oh, they made did make a concept of the last shape Celica convertible. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yep. The, I, I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce this because I don't think we ever had them over here. But the Toyota Pazio, which was also the the weird front wheel drive uh, Trueno. Oh yeah, 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 yep. Apparently that had a convertible version. Oh. I mean, that would have been really obscure if a trophy turned up in that. Oh, yeah. Uh, a Camry. Oh. <laughs> there you go. 
You can't liven up a Camry. It's not possible. It's so... Oh, dear. Mm-mm. Well, the only way you can liven up a Camry is to take the engine out and put it in a different Toyota. Uh, yeah. Well, he loves yeah. that Major Gav saying things like that. He loves his Camry. <laughs> yeah, but he loves that for different reasons, doesn't he? It's, it's... Yeah, I don't think he's all about the driving dynamics in it. No. No, no, that's fine. Uh, no, but it's, oh yeah, it's not a car to get excited about. But uh, we're really struggling here. So I think we've oh, listed. I, I was actually wrong. It wasn't the '90s Celica. Was it not? It was very the drove around. It was the late '80s one, the previous shape. Still oh. pop-ups, but the more squared-off one. I know the one. Oh right, that that one. Is that it? Have we exhausted the supply of convertibles? Um, there was the FJ, I think they might have made a convertible of that, whatever it was called. The, I know the one you mean. The I kind of some... blobby shaped one. I know, yeah, I saw someone on Twitter the other day tip one over. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> yep. Um, I think that's about it for that's convertibles. It. Convertibles are not for them, that's what we've learned there. No, they're not fans of them. We've... Like, I've actually found... A picture of the one delivering the the Le Mans trophy. Oh, well, send us uh, uh, send me that because I'll put that up with this when it goes out. It does have a body cut on it as well. Oh god! Well, send it to me now. I'm interested. There, there it is. Dodgy long Google link. Oh, oh my good. Oh. There we go. I've got a redirect notice on it. Is that oh. dodgy? Bloody hell! Yeah, that was why when I saw that, I was like, oh, "That's different." Nice. That's well, it's, well. It says it's theirs. It's from the Toyota collection. Yeah. All right. All right. That's a bit different. Oh, you go. There's even a very happy man from Toyota in it. Oh, here you go. We mentioned it. They are saying here, according to the spokesman from Toyota Europe, the team wanted to bring the 2000 GT convertible made for the film <laughs> You Only Live Twice, but since that car doesn't have a closing top. The threat of rain scuppered the plans. Well, it does always rain at the moment. Uh, it does. I but thought you were going to say not... they wanted to use this until it just went, we've got this, just just take this. Yeah, you can have that. That's <laughs> Well, because uh, I'm, I'm assuming that 2000 GT must be in Japan. Well, surely it's owned by Toyota somewhere. Yeah. Mind you, there's Certainly quite... not seen it in any of the Bond collections we've been to. No, no, never seen that. No, um, but don't Toyota have a sort of base of operations, particularly for motorsport in Germany? And I think there's some treats kicking about in there. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I'd, I'd very much doubt a, an old Bond car would be in that. Country. No, that won't be there. But this red Celica might have been wheeled out from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I did not. I'm, I will post that up. Can drive as well, so <laughs> that reinforces that. Uh, yes, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I will post that up because I, I don't think I've ever seen a convertible one of that, and especially with the um, proper eighties body kit on that as well. Yeah, now I've just stumbled across a Mark Three MR Two that someone's put a wannabe boxster front bumper on. Like, oh dear! Upset. I'm not going to send that one to you. No, I don't need that. I'm going to no. pass on that one anyway. I'll, I wouldn't click on it out of principle. Good. Correct good. answer. Yeah, grim. Okay, so well, there you go. We'll round off on that then. We've got we've gone from being grumpy about Ford Fiestas, 
and we've come all the way around to the fact that Toyota really don't make very many convertibles. No, and that Celica, if you look closely at that picture, it doesn't look like it was a convertible when it started its life. It doesn't. There's some... I mean, it's like well, it was that period where when a lot of car manufacturers, when they made a convertible, they'd just send a body shell to a coachworks company and went, could you take the roof off it? Uh, yeah, and they have. And they've yep. done uh, a reasonably straight job and then put some poppers on, as they yep. all did. I mean, the poppers do are always a sign of quality. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not the Japanese goodness right there, is it? No. Uh, okay. Oh, they, oh, there you go. All the speculation. If we actually read the words, the Celica is part of Toyota Deutschland collection. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, yes, it is from the, uh, the little uh, German collection. So, okay, there you go. I've speculated and I was right. Those stupid recesses of the granddad brain have served me well. Cool. Well, thank you for stepping in again. Um, thank you for having me. That's all right. We've there's some excellent shit talked about there. We literally in some there was some literal shit and some figurative shit there. So that's that's good. Um, and I'm just gonna have to put you on standby for next week because there's no telling what state his lungs are gonna be in. Oh dear. But, uh, well, Maybe we wish him well. Special. Yeah. Well, after he's listened to this, he knows exactly how to medicate himself uh, with. Have a fag. Have a fag. <laughs> and I, th- I think. I think strength of cigarette is important. So probably, I mean, we're not being paid to say it, but I'm assuming a pack of Marlboro Reds will probably do it, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Because if you get that much tower. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, we'll have to when we get France. Yeah. Yeah. Bring some back as COVID medicine. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Because we all got medicine cabinets. So we'll put put a cart and a 200 (laughs) Gulwars in there just in case. Put them next to the COVID tests, yeah? Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's more medical advice there. We don't hold any responsibility for if you do that, obviously. Just caveat the shit out of that right now. <laughs> we do not condone smoking, especially not if you've got COVID. Yeah, that's right. And Goulois are for France. Emergencies only. <laughs> Emergencies only, and you need a strong, really strong coffee to go with it. There Ooh, you go. And maybe a croissant. <laughs> not a baguette? <laughs> oh, that's it from us this week. Uh, Mike and I would like to say a big thank you to Rob for stepping in at the last moment. Um, check us out on Twitter and Instagram or get in touch via info at stuffandwaffle.co.uk. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>